I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. This is Computer Talk with Tab, hosted by Eric Semmel of Tab Computer Systems. Interact with Eric and his guest by phone at 522-WTIC or 1-800-966-WTIC. Email them in the studio at gethelpattabinc.com or get help anytime at computertalkwithtab.com. Now, here's Eric. And good morning. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Bob. Bob is Bob Shorey, one of the MCSEs at Tab. He comes in and helps me out with your computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns. Bunch of guys on the uh, and gals on the stream, and uh, thank you for joining us on the phones as well. Um, you know what? I was going to say talk about something else really quickly, but you're all here, so let's get to your calls. We're going to go to Ray in Springfield, who's got an answer for the Yahoo guy who has an issue trying to send an attachment via his browser within his phone. You there, Ray? Ray, you there? Hey, Ray, what's the answer to help the Yahoo guys trying to send email from a browser within within his phone of a picture on his phone and he can't find the send button? That's a long question. That's what he asked. Uh, I know. <laughs> what it might be is in Yahoo Mail, uh, when you want to uh, attach files to the email, they give you several browse buttons where you browse for the files you want and you select files you want to attach yep um once you've done that you then have to press another button that says actually attach those selected files uh so it could be waiting for him yeah he may not you won't be able to send until you actually press that attach button so even though you thought you would attach it okay that makes sense right that, that might be what's happening to him yep fair enough he couldn't find the button to send it, so maybe the, the the browser is saying, hey, well, you haven't fully done every step you need to do yet. Right. Yeah, fair enough. I, I appreciate you uh, giving us that insight. Well, I appreciate your program. You guys are uh, a wealth of information and help. Thank you. It's our pleasure. Thank you, Ray. Okay. Bye-bye. All right, bye-bye. All right, let's go on to Joe in Berlin next. What's going on, Joe? Hi. Um I had uh, I taken your advice and, and, and changed over to the Google Fi network, at least oh. one of my phones. Nice. <laughs> I love mine. My issue is not with the, with the network itself, but it's the operating system on the phone. Um, I, All right. uh, it's actually my wife's phone. It's a Pixel 2. That's what I have. And, and, well, we've been so used to using Samsung's. Okay. For many many years, so one one thing is the uh, 
the mute play music. Uh, we download uh, many books from the library onto yep. our phones, and then we just listen to the books uh, on, you know, on, uh, on the phones. Sure. Google wants us to pay an additional $5 a month, or depending which service we pick, so we can listen to music. Wow. And they do have, you know, they do have a, a music player there, but it only plays one. It, it takes all the all, all the book files and uh, puts them in alphabetical order. Mm-hmm. And so after you listen to chapter one, you got to go scrolling through all these other different books to go to chapter uh, three or chapter four. Hmm. Is there any alternative to this? Well, most people that I know that do the uh, books would use Audible. Uh, but again, it, it's a monthly subscription. It is okay. So, yep. I frankly, with my commute, I'm a news talk junkie. So okay. I don't, and I don't stream anything on the phone as I'm driving because I don't want to pay for the data. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So I haven't done with it much. I haven't done any kind of real book streaming much. I guess I'll throw that out to the listeners, or maybe even folks on the Facebook stream, if they have okay. any. Um, app suggestions for uh, listening to audiobooks. How about the library itself? Have you asked them? Um, what what they offer is, so you can listen to it on your computer. They don't have any apps to recommend, though, as uh, as librarians? Uh, no. Really? No. All right. They're usually pretty, yeah, pretty I, good. I mean, there is, there is an app, but, but again, it's only for your uh, only only works on, on on your computer, and on we don't sit in front of our computers very no, much. No. And, and uh, well, that's a shame. I, I'm, I have to throw that out to the listeners. I don't use any real book on tape type of feature or, or uh, program. I don't really have time for it. I'd like to, okay. but I don't. And um, I would let let the listeners let us know. So if you guys are out there listening, and you can help Joe with a, a free app that he can use to do audiobooks um, rather than pay a subscription, which is getting ridiculous. Um, please go ahead and post right. it over at the WTIC Facebook page under the live broadcast that's happening right now at Computer Talk with Tab Live Broadcast, and we'll see if we can get you an answer, Joe. Uh, I'd appreciate that. Also, just to let you know that after I took my wife's phone off of the AT&T network, um, they, they, and I still kept my other two phones on the AT&T network. They yeah. uh, up my, my, uh, I get four, uh, gigabytes of uh, data now as opposed to one. Yeah. And they lowered, lowered they hated my seeing price. you leave. <laughs> well, I also, I un, uh, unlocked my phones. Uh, I, I, you know, so, uh, Right, and and, and I, I thought they'd get mad at me, but they they lowered you know dramatic. I'm down to I think under a hundred dollars a month now for the two phones, and uh, I get much. four gigabytes of data. That's pretty cool. That's still too much. Like my my bill right now with Google Fi is a whole twenty one bucks a month for my phone. My okay, my yeah, son, my son comes to me yesterday. and He goes, Dad, I don't use any data. I'm like, how much is your bill? Almost nothing. So, I mean, if the great thing about Google Fi is that it's a very low cost and you pay as you consume the data versus four gigabytes. If you need it while you're streaming, while you're mobile, fine. If you're a person that's going to have to stream it while you're mobile, I would contend most of us, though, use our phones while we're stationary within a Wi-Fi hotspot. So why pay yeah. a premium for the things you're doing on top of the fee? So you'd have to pay for, pay for your app. You know, you're listening to it on your phone, paying for the streaming, it, you know. Fifty bucks is still too much, I think. And, 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 well, uh, 
Yeah, only problem is I have a landline and I have a special adapter from AT and T that uh, so I can keep the same number. Uh, I I need to keep a number for for business purposes. You could port it away. You could port it away. You could port it to Uma. You could port it elsewhere. Okay, I'll. I'll, uh, They don't own the number. Their number is portable. Okay, I'll have to look into that and just get. I'm I'm disgusted with it. Also, AT and T. Uh, just to let people know, if you're using texting with AT&T and you need to print that text out, um, you can print the messages you receive. You can't print the messages you send. So hmm. if you ha- if you need uh, a hard copy of your text messages, forget it. Uh, hmm. You can do screenshots, but uh, right. they're, they're, the, the, the court doesn't like to see screenshots. They want to see dates and printouts and stuff like that. So I found that out the hard way. So, Okay, thank you very yeah. much, gentlemen. Didn't want to take up all your time. No, thanks, Joe. Maybe we'll get an answer for you. I, I hope so. Thanks. Bye. All right, bye-bye. All right, let's go on to uh, Rich in Glastonbury. What's going on, Rich? Yeah, hi, guys. Thank you for taking my call. Uh, sure. I have... Uh, Two different questions. I noticed when I go to different websites, most of them now are asking if I would accept their cookies. And oh, I, yeah. I'm hesitant to do it because it could be some type of a tracking device. But well, That's what past, a cookie is. Yeah, but in the past it was just a few of the websites, and now it's most. Right. A law, a law was passed. I couldn't tell you which one. That says, look, you you, get, you can't just do this without telling people you're putting cookies on their computers. So each each website is nicely asking you whether or not you give it permission. And so if you like the website and you don't mind that they're doing it, say yes. If it's one you're going to frequent and you trust, you can say yes, or you can say no. Now, what happens if I say no? Could I still use the website? Yeah. Okay. And why are That's they, all it is. Why, why did they want the cookies to track what I'm doing when I'm on their website? Oh, not just that, Rich. Come on. You're not, you're not thinking deeply enough. You're not giving the possibilities are endless. So they can put cookies on there to actually track where you've been from prior websites. So they can say, okay, Rich went from Business Insider over to Fox News, over to N- N- CNN. The cookie can track all that. Oh, I see that he searched um, for... Uh, how to take care of a turtle. I don't know. Uh, it, it, they just can track whatever they want to track. They, it, it's one of those things that you're accepting. Okay. If I don't accept the cookies, though, could I still use the full website, or would I be restricted in what I could see? I've never seen it restrict anything. Okay. All right. Then what, why would anybody accept the cookies, then? Is there a reason for it? <laughs> it's a great question. Um, again, it depends on your comfort with the website and and what it's doing for you so I'm, i can't think of why there'd be a cookie on there that you'd want off the top of my head right now okay. but there there are reasons you might okay. you know maybe you're using a site that you that you, you'd appreciate it remembering what you did on that site for whatever reason maybe it's statistical reasons maybe it's a, a, a some other kind of site what do you got bob well the cookies might remember what you put in your uh your shopping bro- cart yeah stuff like that Okay. And, and the other question I have is um, I, I notice that if I go to one site, say Ford Motor Company, and then I go mm-hmm. to a different site, we'll say for Chevy or a different car, the one from mm-hmm. Ford keeps showing up on the Chevy. And the, these websites keep popping up 
that I looked for in the past, and it takes oh, yeah. up about a quarter of my computer screen now. And I, I don't know how to stop that. So you've got pop-ups happening um, that you need to clear out. You, I would go and run a product called Malware Bytes. Not that you have malware necessarily, but it'll probably help clean up any pop-ups. Okay. Um, you could also consider using DuckDuckGo uh, as a more secure, more private way of searching for things. Okay. Uh, they're not they're not going to send the information anywhere, in, supposedly, and that way you won't have it show up in other sites. You know, Ford's not doing anything malicious. It's just showing an advertisement, right? Well, it, it keeps showing up. Uh, it, it seems like what's happening, if I go to Ford or I go to um, Chevy or Still or any website, and I go to a different website, that Ford or other one keeps showing up on my computer screen. It takes up about a quarter of the screen. Well, Ford wants you to buy their product. <laughs> so when you go to Chevy, you know, they're kind of tracking you, and they're saying, you know, I don't know about hey, that. you don't want that. You want to buy a Ford. Are you saying the browser tab is is executing on you? Well, let's say that um, I went to Ford. Yeah. I closed out Ford, and now yeah. I go to, to Chevy. The Ford right. would show up on a quarter of the screen. And I know you said that, but but that doesn't make sense if unless it was an advertisement window. It, it, it is. It it's be. their advertisements from their their prior oh. visit I had to the site. Okay, okay. So, but the thing is, Chevy shouldn't have an area that is actually showing you an advertisement to actually display it to you. So I don't understand that part of it. Now, if you go to a news uh, site, let's say, then then uh, all of a sudden you can see the Ford ad. But I can't imagine Chevy showing it to you because they're not interested in showing you Fords, right? Well, it seems like what I looked at in the past, it keeps coming up whenever I go to a different site. Right. So that's um, back to the whole DuckDuckGo comment that I made okay. and cookies and all that fun stuff. So if you if you use a, a service like DuckDuckGo, it won't uh, display the stuff in those advertising areas. Okay. Like the one that keeps coming up is eBay. And <laughs> I, I bought some items on eBay and that would show up no matter what side I went to. eBay shows up on the right side of the screen. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, that's part, it's part of the, the Internet, all the fun of the Internet, Rich. Okay. Now, I have AOL. Is mm -hmm. there anything I could do with them to uh, have that stopped? Oh, good luck. I, I would tell you to stop using AOL as fast as possible. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, boy, I've had them for like 20 years. Already. Oh, I know. Long time. Yeah. yeah. But, no, I, I doubt they're going to be uh, helpful at all. Okay. And you've probably still got mail. Uh, I do have their mail, yeah. Yeah, I do. <laughs> you got mail. All right, Rich. Yeah. Okay, well, thank you for your help and You're enjoy welcome. your show. Thanks, thanks. Okay, bye. And I want to let uh, Joe from Berlin know uh, that, who is that there? Sharon uses an app called Libby uh, to listen to audiobooks from the library. It works great. So I assume Libby doesn't cost anything. So, Joe, I told you we'd find an answer for you, and uh, Libby is the app you want to check out. We'll step out for a quick break here, I guess, and get back to more of your calls. This is Computer Talk. We'll be right back. And we are back. And that's our theme song for when, you, you know, when you're the commodity. It's free, and you're the commodity. And... Uh, you know, the stranger in the black sedan invites you into the car there. They got candy and pictures, and of course, it's free. Um, all right, let's get back to more of your uh, calls and comments and questions and concerns. And yes, it uh, looks like the uh, Libby app is free, which is great news. So uh, let's see what's going on in Bristol and Mark. Uh, what's going on, Mark? 
Hey, guys. Good morning. How you doing? Good, good. How are you? Good, thank you. Hey, I have a PSA for you and your audience. Uh-oh. Uh, Samsung Blu-ray uh, smart players. I have two of them, and I have one Sony uh, smart Blu-ray player. And on June 17th, the one of the Samsungs went into an infinite boot loop. You just Uh-oh. can't turn, you couldn't turn it off. You had to unplug it. Plug it back in, it's stuck in that boot loop. Mm. So as you guys probably would have as well, I took it apart quickly. If there's anything obvious, nothing. So before I smashed it in the garbage can, I put it in the cupboard and closed the door. Figured it was a disposable player, the way the junk we have nowadays, and I'd eventually buy another one. Yeah. I'm glad I did that because uh, the second one, and I didn't even think about any anything other than something failed in the firmware. I went and turned on the other one about a week later. It was doing the exact same thing. They're identical units. So then I realized it's not it's not just a coincidental failure hardware-wise. No. It's, a, so, it's a thing. It's a thing, yeah. So you know what happens next. I contacted Samsung, and of course okay. you, you cannot get a person. So mm. I got their intelligent chat line, which I thought was a computer, but I, I think it, it handed me off to a person. Yep. And they, they said this, pro, this was a bad update that's automatically downloaded, Right, and it's happening to Blu-ray players from Samsung all over the world. That's the way they put it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was just using the player number one as just a, a disc player. I didn't even care if it was on the internet, but now I can't even play a disc on it. So it, yeah. So, but they they did make everything better because the gentleman said in the chat he apologizes for my inconvenience. Oh, so is that nice of him? Everything's fine now. <laughs> He apologized. apologized. We're so sorry we broke it. Yeah, so there's a PC PC Mag article about this. and uh, Yeah, I'll put the link up there for you. So this is the issue with firmware. Anytime a thing has software on the hardware, you you run the risk of having this issue. The other issue, though, is that Blu-ray players are are notorious for not being able to play discs without updates. So what happens is the, the hardware is like, I don't know what this Blu-ray is. I need an update. And so it goes out. I think it has to do with the codec or something to deal with how to how to uh, decipher the data that's on the Blu-ray. I think and it it's needs the to... region. It's looking for the region code or something. Well, region's one thing. That could, that could deal with any kind of piracy that's occurring. Right. But when I burn Blu-rays for even my family for of our, of our home... Uh, vacations, you know, different different Blu-ray players can play them or they can't, and then sometimes they have to update it so they can handle the data on the disc. So, yep, Samsung has bricked their Blu-ray player, but you probably will get a, a way to fix that. I hope, maybe a well, new firmware that you can download. That's what that's what I was hoping too. And I was talking to the uh, the chat guy, or I won't even call him a tech because I don't know if he was. But in any event, I, I, the problem is you really can't. You can't fix it yourself with the USB stick because it only stays. In other words, if I took the unit now and plugged it in the wall, it would try and boot up. You would see there's no light, but you would hear something turn on. You would hear the the processor go out and find the drive and and, and, and pulse the head, and then the screen would come on for about a second, and then it does it all over again. Mm -hmm. So it's not even – I don't believe it's even finding a USB port. I could be wrong. Uh, but the only way to fix it would be with a, ma- a manual USB stick plugged right into the unit. 
Yeah, right. It can't. It's, it'll, it doesn't connect to the internet for a good thirty seconds after it powers up. So, I mean, they're basic. It's, they're basically useless to me. I've got a Sony that's still working, but um, is there any? Have you guys ever had or heard in, in your business before? Is there any recourse uh, monetarily? Because it's only two hundred bucks, not only, but. Oh, I'm sure Blumenthal's working on this kind of thing right away. I mean, this is right up his alley. Oh, your Blu-ray player's not working, folks? I'll get right on it. Uh, no, I don't think there really is a recourse. It's probably past the warranty. The only thing you have to consider is be careful when you're updating firmwares. Um, but again, Blu-ray players are notorious for needing it. I would tell you to sit tight, though. I, I mean, this, this information is all over the Internet as far as this problem, and it's yeah. very embarrassing to a company like Samsung, so I suspect sure. an update will come. All right. Oh, All right. Okay, thanks, guys. Take care. Right. Thank you, Mark. I want to thank you guys so far for joining us. Two uh, two uh, lines open for you, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. We're here until 11 o'clock. Everything we posted is over at computertalkwithtab.com. Thanks to Mike G. We'll be right back. And we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. We're going to be here till 11 o'clock. Feel free to get online. And uh, all sorts of stuff happening on the old stream over here. People are posting things. Uh, one, of the, one of the folks here on the stream is talking about his Bose speakers are constantly updating. And uh, I would contend, why does a speaker need to update with firmware constantly? You connect via Bluetooth and you play stuff through it. You know, in the old days of speakers, we just used a couple of wires and plugged them in. And that was it. Your speakers would last you 30 years if you wanted them to. Now, Bose wants to update it and update it. It's one update away from bricking it. Um, same thing with your smart TVs. You know That's why I don't even recommend using smart TVs. I recommend turning off any function of the smart TV, disconnecting the Wi-Fi piece of the smart TV, and buying a separate streaming device. That way, if the TV won't get bricked, you know, the device will do all your work. It has to be updated. Not a problem. But at least the thing you paid to hang on a wall or what have you will, will always work as it just worked out of the box. I can't imagine what little tweak you're going to get with the firmware update of your TV unless you're using the smart functions. Then you're rolling the dice. But why does Samsung on their smart TV need to know what you're watching? I mean, I'm sure that's why they're doing the update, right? I would think. So, uh my advice to you is to get a streaming device that's going to plug into your TV or avoid smart TVs altogether. Um, that way you're not going to have any problem with it. Let's go to your calls, and uh, let's go to Chris in Newington next. What's going on, Chris? Um, got a little problem with my router here. I've got a uh, Netgear uh, C6300, and uh, I'm getting a denial-of-service attack. Uh, it's what it's showing on my logs. What? And, Someone's attacking yeah. you specifically, Chris? Uh, looking at it, it says a DOS attack. Yeah. So do you have a static IP? Uh, I don't know, honestly. <laughs> well, a denial of service attack is going to focus on your IP address. And if you don't know, then you don't. So if you would like the attack to stop, if that's truly what's happening, unplug your internet mo uh, modem let it sit for, let's say, a few minutes because you don't want it to get the same IP address and plug yep. it back in. Now you should get a new IP address so the bad guys can't bother you unless what's happening is the denial of service is on a whole, a whole spectrum of IP addresses 
being offered to you by your internet provider. Does wow. that make sense? That's what a denial yeah. service is, is they're trying to they're pinging you and hammering your IP address. The only other thing that could be happening is you've invited it. You have an app on your system that is inviting the actual discussion, as it were, to ha occur on your um, on your network, causing this the Netgear to think you're having a uh, denial of service attack. You can fix that with what? Open DNS. Get on Open DNS, you'll be much much safer. But I can't imagine why they pick on little old Chris in Newington. I can't either, and. <laughs> This is where it's confusing to me because it makes no sense. I'm getting hit about once once a minute, and then it's just, it, you know, working from home drops my Internet yeah. um, momentarily, and then it comes back. Uh, it just I don't understand it. Have you called your Internet provider? I have not. So they should detect it, too. Um, they would, they're going to say, hey, you've got something going on, because they don't want the traffic to occur on their network. Um so it's, I would call them and say, hey, um, your, your router thinks you're being hit with a denial of service attack, right? Correct. Yeah. Yes, so that, that's you, what the log is showing. It makes make, makes little sense to me. Okay. Well, you could call them and say, hey, this is what I'm seeing, and they might have an IP address block that is being hit by who knows where. Um, so by getting a new IP address, your attack should end. The addresses are not really static when it comes to these cable services. They're sticky. You know, they'll sit there. You could get the same address for uh, over and over again for a while. So that's when I say when you re when you power off your modem, let it sit for a little bit so you're not getting that IP address again, hopefully. Yeah, I, I did turn it off this morning. Um, not the router. For, for about a minute. Not the off. router, the modem. The whole thing. It's a combined uh, router modem. Oh, Okay. Yeah, that, that, hopefully you're going to get a new address. Um, now, you can run an IP address to see what you've got, IP config, right? Yeah, you can go to uh, ipchicken.com or uh, someplace like that and see what your IP address is, and then you'll know okay. after you do that whether you got a different IP. Did you catch that, IP chicken? IP chicken. Yeah, geeks have all sorts of crazy words for things, but it helps us remember them. <laughs> So IP chicken, it'll tell you what your public IP address is. So if you're, yeah, look at that. So you'll, uh, if your address is out there being attacked, it'll tell you what your address is. And um, okay. hopefully you'll not get that same address, and hopefully your attack will go away. But it could also be coming from you. So you have malware. It could be you could be asking for the attack, which is not going to be good either. So we can't fix that other than having you run malware bytes or something like that. Another which I is did. Ran that yesterday. Ran, ran, ran that through, cleaned up some stuff, but uh, uh, still, right now, I'm, you know, I'm still getting it just on the phone with you. Okay, so also, have you configured OpenDNS? I did, and okay. but even when I go to the bad guy's site, whatever they, they say, it still says that I'm not protected, so I'm, I can't quite figure out why I'm not, even though I've loaded it to the computer. Well, you don't necessarily load it. You got to configure it. You got to you got to tell your. I configure it. Yeah, I, I, okay. I've configured it. it on the on the matter. router. Um, yes, I believe okay. so. Yep. That's the that's the key. Is while you're messing around with this, Chris, go and see if you've configured the DNS IPs to be the open DNS IPs that are handed out to your devices from your router. Okay. All right. I mean, you could set your PC up to have a specific DNS, but if the router is handing it out, it's better. 
I will uh, give it a try. All right, good luck, Chris. I'm curious to find out what happens. Let us know. Definitely talk to your Internet provider because they are going to want to know, too, if they're being hit with something. I will do that. Thank you. You got it, sir. Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, let's go on to who's next here. Uh, Art in Wallingford has been on the longest. What's going on, Art? Good morning, gentlemen. Morning. Uh, A year ago, I had to purchase a new uh, uh, PC, uh, Dell uh, Inspiron computer uh, through Best Buy. Mm -hmm. Uh, I accepted their package of uh, installing the WebRoot uh, antivirus software along with their year of uh, tech support. Hmm. And I used uh, my I used my wife's um, uh, credit card, uh, the Best Buy card, and uh, which was all right with me. Uh, sure. A week ago, she um, she received an email, and she told me this after the fact. She received an email that uh, the um, package was uh, up for a renewal, mm-hmm. so she uh, declined it. So now mm-hmm. I have no no tech support and uh, canceled the web route. Okay. So I know you've, just, you've uh, covered the subject before as far as recommendations for um, uh, antivirus software. And I know you in the past you've recommended WebRoot. Yeah. Uh, so I went online and uh, I, I looked at uh, McAfee and uh, Norton and uh, a couple of the other ones, Kaspersky and uh, another one I can't remember. Yep. And they all say theirs, theirs is the best. Now, do you still recommend uh, using the WebRoot? It's WebRoot uh, Essentials uh, Everywhere, I think it is. Yeah, we've had good luck with it. I mean, we re- we try to recommend stuff that we use. So we have WebRoot on about 8,000 systems in our client base. So we're pretty comfortable that it's going to work pretty well. And it's affordable. It's cheap because, um, right. you know, a couple bucks a month. Um, f- so we'd still recommend it. I tell you to stay away from Kaspersky. They're a Russian they antivirus. Yeah, right. And it's not with a tinfoil hat that I say that. They are Russian. Uh, and if you want to run Russian antivirus, you can. But any of these things, and then, you know, there's someone on Facebook says that they're recommending a tool that's from an Eastern European company uh, country. You know, again, we have enough issues as it is uh, knowing what and who is writing the software that we're putting on our computers. And not that American software companies could be much better. Um, but at least you know who you're dealing with. So I would tell Correct. you, I would tell you to do that at least with security. You stick with an American company until they get bought by some Chinese company. <laughs> well, I had no issues with WebRoot. Uh, I mean, they're, you know, I run their software every day. Yep. And uh, I come up with, uh, you know, zero, uh, zero infections. Right. Uh, so, due to the fact that my wife had canceled the uh, the total package, WebRoot. Uh, and the tech support. WebRoot mm-hmm. is still working for me. Now, will I get a notification from WebRoot that uh, it's going to be coming up for renewal? I don't know. It all depends on how well the company, you know, the Best Buy folks manage their their application, right? It's, okay. it, it, it'll either stop working um, or it will be withdrawn from your computer, which could happen as well. Um, sure. I, would, I would just keep, you know, keep an eye on it and make sure it's still updating. If it is, you win. I wouldn't renew it until you had to. Okay. If it's updated. Uh, then I'm, I'm going to go with WebRoot again uh, yeah. at, 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 at that time. Sounds good. All right, gentlemen. I, I thank you for your uh, info. Our pleasure. And, uh, okay. Talk to you Take soon. Care. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Let's go on to Wallingford and Ed. What's going on, Ed? Hey, good morning. Morning. Hey, uh, 
Here's a good question for you. You probably haven't heard it in a long time. Uh-huh. Is there any type of value, collectible value, to an old Radio Shack TRS-80? I have two of them. They power up. They look beautiful or complete. Yeah. Any I would tell you maybe eBay. If you put it on eBay, I guess. Craigslist would be my guess. Craigslist, yeah. So I would have any idea if there's any value. No, I was just curious if, you know, being in the business, you've ever heard of people that collect this stuff. You know, thankfully I haven't. I would think they're a little touched uh, to collect old equipment like that. It's useless uh, to, to most. Um, to look at it in a museum is, you know, maybe. Actually, I think we heard recently there was a computer museum out there, which I still find kind of funny. Um, I don't know why it tickles me, but it kind of does. Like, who cares if you get old machine over here? But that's just me. Well, I got a, I got a, a, a idea. I'm going to just take them down to electronics recycling here in Wallingford and drop yeah. them off. That's probably what you can do, and if and if there is any value, they'll see it and say, "Oh, trash, trash eighties. I want to, I want to save those." Yeah, they're, we'll, they're... we'll drop these things off. They're worth a thousand apiece. Yeah, you know, walk away, and hopefully you don't hear that. You know. Hey, quick, uh, one other quick question. I want to mm. get rid of the Comcast modem. Yeah. But being a dummy as I, the dummy I am, uh, modem and router. I don't have a router. I have a modem from Comcast. What do I need to buy to replace that? Well, you need to go to your local big box store, whether it be Staples or Best Buy or what have you, and tell them you've got a Comcast service, and they'll point you to the Comcast modem. Okay. Then you go look at a router, and there's a Linksys router that we've linked on computertalkwithtab.com, the one that I use. Okay. It's got a pretty good uh, performance record in my home and uh, a seal of approval from my kids um, <laughs> after I replaced the other one that was in there. So it's got great reach, great power. Um, it's a AC something. I never can remember the number, but the link is up there at Computer Talk with Tab on the Live Links area. But if I, I, you know, I don't have a router now, and is it built into the Comcast unit? Or? Probably. Oh, probably. Okay. Yeah. So I, I would have to buy a separate router then. Yes. Okay. Well, thanks for your help, and I appreciate it. I love your show. Thanks, Ed. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. So I think we got to step out for a quick break. And we'll get back to more of your calls. Feel free to get online. We're here till 11 o'clock. Then Dr. Lessie will be in. He'll give you a second opinion on your health advice. And, of course, stick around for Garden Talk. Len and Lisa are back. So now that uh, you know we were able to get through the springtime, and now nothing's, no rain's coming down, so all your stuff's dying. <laughs> what are you going to do? Len and Lisa can't catch a break. Uh, but they'll be on with Garden Talk at noon. So stick around. We'll be right back. And we are back. This is Computer Talk. We're going to be here till 11 o'clock, and I want to do thank you guys for joining us on this Saturday morning. Real quick note that I did want to bring up, um, Pro Show Gold. I've used it for 20 years at least. I don't know if I told this story or not. I can't remember. Bob couldn't remember. But I uh, tried to go update my uh, one of my vacation movies, and all of a sudden it says it's illegal. Now, I paid for that software, of course. And many updates over the years, Pro Show Gold went out of business at the uh, beginning of this year. And that's fine. I didn't care. It's too bad, but they went out of business. But now my software all of a sudden doesn't work. Hmm. So, of course, I did the trick where I thought if I disconnected from the Internet, it wouldn't you know, have any issues. But nope. And, of course, their site links to the, quote-unquote, recommended successor program. And, of course, when I reached out to them, they said, oh, no, no, we had nothing to do with it. It must be ProShow's problem. But my point is, why is our software going out and reconfirming that you're legit? It says I'm registered, but yet when I try to create an, an actual show, 
it says the software is illegal and puts a big red square over the top of it, so it ruins any ability to produce a show. I paid for the software. I paid for the everything involved with the software, and it says I'm registered yet. Somehow, I might be forced to buy the successor software. Hmm. Same problem, right, guys? Same thing as the whole bricking of your firmware. Once you buy it, it should continue to work, period. <laughs> we actually had a story a few months, maybe weeks back now, talking about the Samsung, I think it was Samsung refrigerators that are out there. I mean, just imagine if you're, you buy this very expensive piece of appliance and it does a firmware update and all of a sudden your ice maker doesn't work or something else goes wrong. It's just, it's not, it's not improvement as far as I can tell. So just beware um, if you can not have the update occur for the thing you're using it's like a speaker. Who cares? It's a speaker. Why does it need to be updated? Um, you'll probably find that it'll last longer. And that's just a cynic in me. Uh, let's go on to uh, Nick in Enfield. What's going on, Nick? Hi. Um, I enjoyed this show. It's always a learning experience. Great. I have an iPad that says, iPad is disabled. Connect to iTunes. So when I've checked, it says that I entered the password wrong too many times. But... I didn't even enter it once that day. Is, is mm. it cumulative over the life of this thing, or is it on any one occasion? It should be on only on, on the occasion. It shouldn't be cumulative. I yeah. mean, that's awful. What, what type of iPad is it? iPad um, what? I, I have no idea. I've had it over eight years. Oh, it's an old one. It's an old one, yeah. Gotcha. So they're saying to you, go get a new one. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what I was thinking, and... Yeah. Um, I, I, I read some uh, ways of undisabling it, if I can yep. use that word, yep. and um, it, it won't go too far with a PC. I tried it with uh, an Apple desktop, and I had a roadblock, too. So I called the geniuses. Yeah, at the fruit stand? I'm sorry? At the fruit stand? Yeah, yeah. Yep. And... Um, Along with a bag of apples, they said, go to one of the big box stores. <laughs> so, oh, it looks like you're going to have to factory default it if it offers you that ability, because it looks like you can do that, um, but we would have to find a specific answer for you. Oh, Bob might have found one for you. You got one, Bob? Yeah. We'll put a link up here for you, Nick, for you to try and see if it works, but it's probably going to default it. Okay. I appreciate it. You're welcome, sir. If it doesn't work, then you're going to have to decide whether or not you want to go with another one if it was a forced obsolescence, but I, I apologize if it was. Okay, thank you. Um, I, I'm sure you didn't have anything to do with it, but thanks no. for the apology. I'm apologizing on the st uh, for the state of the IT world. Yes. All right. Okay. Good, good luck, Nick. Thanks. Thank you. I want to thank all you guys for joining us on this Saturday morning. I want to thank Mike uh, G for posting everything live. I want to thank Matt back at the studio in Farmington. See you next week. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.